Warning. Strong language is used in this video. G'day, Brian here from Synth Spaces, and in just a moment I'll be featuring three awesome YouTubers from around the world. As I say for the very first time, welcome to the Synth Spaces Show. Synth Spaces. G'day invaders and welcome to Synth Spaces and this is the very first episode of the Synth Spaces show. Uh, we have terminated the podcast and it is now an outright show and I have got three awesome guests from all around the world. We are going to start from my left to right. We have got What The Show, Joe and Dustin. How are you guys doing? What's what up, Sins? What What's the show? <laughs> doing good, man. We're That's doing us. good. And we've got Pixels Limited. We've got Sam. How you doing? Hey, man. G'day. How you doing? You all right? And we have got Tom from uh, Laptop. How's things? Hi, I'm actually I'm going pretty well, thank you. <laughs> okay. So Hi. we have got two new people on the show. Now, even though this is the first episode, I'm going to keep the maintain the whole first uh first appearance questions going and so i'll start with uh sam the two okay. no sorry the three questions are uh your very first console in games that you uh played on it or first um, first game okay. that you played um, on it right so uh my parents owned a commodore pet the cbm which was like the very first commodore it was incredibly basic so there there were the games on it are very much games in inverted commas um they're like sub atari 2600 they're like really basic um but then the first console that i owned that was mine was a sega master system 2 and i got it for christmas with four games uh it came with sonic the hedgehog built in which is amazing uh Land of Illusion, which is Mickey Mouse 2, which awesome. is one of the best platforms awesome. ever, I think. Um, Tasmania, which is a kind of average game, but amazing graphics. And for me, I, yeah. I loved it because um, the cartoon was amazing. I loved the cartoon. And um, Sonic Chaos, which was the exclusive kind of Master System and Game Gear game where you could control tails. Have you still kid, got I loved, that? Like, roll tails and fly. Have you still got it? Yeah, yeah, I've I've got like the that's I've rare man. That's rare. <laughs> that is hard to find that version. It really is difficult to track down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I bought it. I bought it brand new. I, I remember reading previews about it in magazines and being so excited. Like before I even had the console, I was like, oh man, if I ever get a Master System, I want to get that because I loved the fact that you could control tails and you could fly. Whereas even in even in like Sonic Two on the Mega Drive, you couldn't really do that and uh, i mean in two player and stuff kind of but the fact that you could have like a full game and you could choose to control tails and fly through the level i just thought was so cool yeah uh, it had yeah. a whole different dimension to it it was great for sure yeah yeah it was originally slated to be on the mega drive because we got to play uh the beta version when i was working at sega and uh they were oh, wow. yeah so we had the rom board chips uh and i remember feeling that it was kind of it had potential, but it was kind of broken. It didn't feel kind of complete, and it was an incomplete yeah. ROM at the time. It was—I don't think there was even a title screen. Um, it was just you went straight into the game. Um, we, we got a lot of stuff like that, and they threw all those out. That really, yeah. And that sucks if they're like, yeah, you, like all those prototypes just lost to history like that. 
Uh, well, some yeah. some guy in Sega of America, he actually um, had he took the liberty of stealing them, um, yes. <laughs> and and he uploaded them to YouTube, uh, to to the internet, which I was just too honest to do. I mean, I would have loved to have kept those, but I didn't want to lose my job. And even when I was leaving there, I just couldn't bring it to myself to. St- yeah, still anything. It's just not in me. So I, yeah. I regret that now. I should have. Uh, yeah, right. I should have yeah. taken on my convict past ways. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, your uh, send back to you. Favorite game of all time. My favorite game of all time. No fence is, sitting. I, I jump around, but I really, really love Nights into Dreams on the Saturn. Um, and especially, I always play the Christmas one at Christmas, like every year I'll bring out the Saturn and play that game. Um, but I, I just, that's such a fantastic game for score chasing and just, just getting it down pat. Um, if I wasn't going to choose that, I also, I really love, uh, Super Mario 64. I complete at least yes. once a year yeah. all the way through. Um, Panzer Dragoon Saga and Final Fantasy VII are both up there as well. Like I complete them both regularly. Yeah, I love those games. Yes. Uh, and what are you currently playing? Um, so I've just recently got the Street Fighter collection, and I've just—I'm oh. a big, big, big 2D fighting game fan. I'm like obsessed with all the Capcoms. I've got pretty much every Capcom game. I, I've even uh, owned Capcom uh, arcade machines. I've had a Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and a Marvel vs. Capcom, um, and I had a, an M- a Neo Geo MVS as well. So I used to collect all those. So 2D fighting games is my thing, really. Um, but uh, as for a more modern game that I'm playing through, I've just got um, the the latest Tomb Raider game, which is which is is good, but the plot's a bit not great. And um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's a, yeah. is that British? Is that British for it's a bit, British, British, it's a bit shite? <laughs> oh shit! That's I, I enjoy it. I think I don't like the fact that the graphics are so realistic that when Lara dies, it all becomes a bit torture porny for me. It's a little bit oh, ah. too. It's a little bit too graphic, like mm. when she like impales herself on spikes and things. I feel like, oh, I, I prefer the old. <laughs> less, it's, it's less abstract. It's more abstract, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Tom, we move on to you. So, uh, your very first console, and what game did you get for it? Um. So first console that I got. Um. So when I was about four or five years old, my mum got me a um, GBA. Um. So that was the first one I got. However, before then, I actually um, I actually played in the Dreamcast. Um, my um, cousins had a Dreamcast at their house, and um, I don't remember the first game I played. It might have been like Crazy Taxi or something. Nice. And I was, yeah, Crazy Taxi is a great game. You're making but, us all feel really, really old here, but... Yeah, I know. Like, uh, just me? I think the GBA is one of the first consoles I bought with my own money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the first game I got on there... I can't exactly remember. I think it was Mario. It might have been the Mario card in that. Oh, but did you Advanced games. Yeah, it was not like um, the first games I had in that was um, Sonic Advance, the um, Mario ports, and um, the Mario Kart for that system. Um, I actually, I actually only just recently sold that GBA, so I to get a, a Game Boy Micro. So. Nice. Oh, you got a Game Boy Micro. Cool. Uh, I've, uh, I picked one up when they were being sold at a reduced price in David Jones here in Sydney. Uh, and I've got mine for 50 bucks. It's like, what? I paid 20 pounds for mine. 20 pounds. Are they really, really small? Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 they're tiny. Absolutely How tiny small, button. guys? Like, 
they're, they are they are they are tiny. They're, they're probably like they're, maybe like this big or anything. Yeah, oh, like they're that. basically the same size as as an NES controller. Yeah, yeah that'd be a fair point. point. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, very small. tiny. Is it just a screen controller? Yes, probably. Screens yeah. in the middle. Just, oh my god. But it yeah. was one of the first consoles to come out where it had a, a decent uh, LCD screen. It, it, didn't, it wasn't one of those rubbish ones yes. at first generation. It was, yeah. so, the screen is tiny, but it's really good quality. Oh. It's official Nintendo, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I had, I, this oh, is the new to me. Back up there. The oh, look at that! There. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I've seen my guess. I don't know. I, I'm yeah, mine's, mine's over here. <laughs> um, so back to you, Tom. Uh, your favorite game of all time? Um, so for me, it has to be a tie between. No, 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 no fence sitting. Sorry, you got to pick one. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Um, probably it has to be Sonic Adventure. That's probably one of my favorite games. Even though it hasn't really aged very well, I'm I'm just massive Sonic fanboy, and um, I always get to every year I um do a full playthrough of the game, even the um crappy big story. Oh. <laughs> okay. And it, yeah, and what was the other one that you were thinking about? <laughs> um, Link to the Past on the SNES. I, that's a really, really good game. One of my probably the favorite best Zelda game. Um, I played. I'm still playing uh, Link Between Worlds at the moment, and I'm loving that because yeah. it's it's really good, yeah, yeah it, it's taken that original game that you're talking about there, and it's not. Uh, treating it with any disrespect at all, it's it's really trying to do a modern take on that original game, but with a new twist to it. I, I love it, and uh, it's generally hard. And I'm resisting the urge to go online and find any sort of solutions to it. I'm just trying to get to complete it on my own. Um, but I'm I'm at the point now where I'm thinking I might have to to look that up. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, Between Worlds is a pretty um, good game. I've played it. Yeah, really if it. I can be controversial for a second, I actually had more fun with Link Between Worlds than I did with Breath of the Wild. What? Just okay. out there. Oh, I love it. Alright, alright, alright. It's a great game, don't get me wrong, but it was so open-ended that I actually... Yeah, I agree, I agree. I'm with, yeah, there's like, and the story's not... Yeah, the story, yeah, the story's the story. just not there, so... It's not. It's I, more I, just I like actually a, think the story in Breath of the Wild is the weakest point of that game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like they spent all their time and effort trying to put this awesome world together and, and all the mechanics that go with that. And it was like, oh yeah. crap, we've got to have a story with this too. Um, yeah. We'll just make yeah, it the same as usual. So it's like, yeah. Um, and Most Tom, what are you currently playing? Um, so at the moment, I'm playing a lot of Rocket League. I I got the game a couple of uh, months ago. I've really, I've really, really been enjoying that game. I play some Overwatch, but of the recent games, um, I just picked up Spider-Man on the PS4. Um, cool. Really enjoy that. Really good game. And um, just recently, like just this week, um, the Fallout 76 beta just came out. Yeah, PC, it's not that great, but mm. um, still a pretty decent game so far from what I've played. Okay, and um, what the show, what are you guys currently playing? I am playing the F out of some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to I'm trying to complete that on a one figure three stars <laughs> in everywhere. It's rough. It's really rough. I thought it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna scale up, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna and like 50cc so easy, you're in front the entire match. 
Yeah. Easy. 100 cup, you're in front the entire match. Super easy. And then 150 CC, everything can turn in the last effing second. <laughs> and you're Yeah, from I'm one, like, one shell. Like... I'm like, ah, this is done. I'm over. I managed to do the. I, I went through the 150 on the Wii U, um, but right. I haven't bothered going through and doing it again on the Switch because I, I found it hard going. The, the 50s and the 100s, no problem, but yeah. it, it was hard going the first time on the Wii U. I'm like, I'm not doing it again on Switch. I'm just not. It's such a monumental <laughs> jump. I found yeah. one. I found 150cc to not be so challenging, but 200cc. If you've ever played that, that is like. Like, oh. ridiculous. You can jump, you can I, over I jump, you can over jump the, the track on certain jumps. You gotta really, um, yeah, yeah you gotta be careful when you're going over jumps that you don't boost because you'll just overshoot. <laughs> yeah, it is that fast. Um, I haven't even tried 200cc yet. Uh, right, yeah, <laughs> not ready for that. And what are you playing, Joe? I am playing, um, I'm playing this game, it's like, a. It's called Into the Breach, and it's kind of like this like indie game uh, made by the guys, the people that made like FTL. Yeah. But it's kind of like a strategy. It's like an eight-bit indie game that's like a strategy. It kind of reminds me of like Final Fantasy Tactics, but quicker. So it's like um, it's that same kind of mechanic where you have different like people that can move certain ways, but it's like um, like time-based. So it's kind of it's it's hard to explain, but it's just quick. So you like jump in, play the quick match, and the matches are probably about like five, four or five minutes. And then you're at it again, and it has permadeath. So when you die, you lose everything. And it's like, I just recently got to the last level and died. And like, he was like level 13, and it was like, it hurt my soul. And it's just, I lost everything. And I was just like, fuck. It's all I talked about at lunch one day. I was so pissed. I was like, so Dustin, pissed. You don't understand. Last level, Dustin. Yes. Um, so yeah. we're going to get kicking into the first question. So we have got a pretty difficult year when it comes to picking game of the year. Um, we've got big, I think it's, for me, the, the three most obvious big hitters are, uh, trying to figure the, well, I know Spider-Man's one, and you've oh, also, yeah. yeah, and you've got, uh, yeah. obviously, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, and the God of War, yeah. that was the other one. Um, yeah. and, and yeah, War. man, War. so I personally haven't played any of them. Um, me neither. So I'm None only of sort of. I'd be only commentating from the sideline when it comes to which one of those would be game of the year. I would like to find out, though, what you guys would class as... I'm going to split this into two. Uh, what do you think will be the game of the year outright? And also, what has been the best game you've played in 2018? Uh, we might... Does it have to be a game from 2018, or is it... Uh... Okay, no, we'll... we'll, we'll open that up to just any game that you've played this year that has been your favorite game that you played this year all right so who wants to kick off yeah um well out of those three games that you mentioned i must admit i bought all three of them because i like to try and buy games when they're new to support the games industry and the developers um and i played each one of them for like i installed them which is a bugbear <laughs> of mine just how long it takes to install games nowadays um and then i played all of them for like an hour or so each to get an idea of if i liked them right and then i just haven't dedicated any more time um they're all obviously they're all good games, very impressive. Um, the one that I found the most instantly fun was Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> I'm imagining that Red Dead is going to have the longest life in a similar way that people are still playing GTA V and finding yeah. new things to do with it. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but I mean, my my per my personal, I'm more of a retro gamer, so uh, I really love kind of arcadey style things like racing games and fighting games. Um, but also that my I'm a big Sonic fan, so my game of the year is hands down Sonic Mania Plus. Just no question. That's the thing that I've played the most. Uh, <laughs> my game of the year last year would probably yeah, be Sonic Mania. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And your review is dope. Since your review on that was awesome. Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it's kind of weird that I got the review code for that. So, uh, yes. Nope. <laughs> um, Tom, have you got any um, input as, as to... Yeah, we're going to split this into two. So you, the game of the year that you think will be game of the year for 2018 and the game of, the best game that you've played in 2018. Um, so, obviously, objectively, the um, game of the year, well, that's probably going to get it. Easily Spider-Man. Spider-Man's... I've really enjoyed it every hour I've played. Um, huge fan of the character, that's why I um, pre-ordered the game pretty much when it was announced. Um, but this year, um, I think from what I've played, it doesn't really count. But Smash Ultimate, from what I've played at um, like Oz Comic Con, you played Smash. I played mm. Smash. Yeah, I played Smash Ultimate. They had it. Um, Dude, I'm jelly. Okay, okay. Yeah. Normally, I wouldn't count that because it's an unreleased game, but it is getting released <laughs> in 2018, so yeah. it, it will mean, like, get. From, yeah. From what I've played of it, it's absolutely like knocked my socks off. It's, it's the it is the perfect Smash game. I, I would you I say I would even consider the better melee. Sorry, Sam. What was that? I, I was just asking. Would you say it's significantly better than Wii U? Because I, I loved no, I the Wii U it, game. I said it was better than melee. Nice, yeah. Well, no, 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 but is it, but is it better than Wii U? Oh yeah, it's, def it's better than Smash Four. It's better than Brawl and Sixty Four. Yeah. Okay. I I was on the fence about buying it because, uh, like uh, Sam said, I've got it on the Wii U, and I just figured, what's the point? I've already bought all the addition. I hated having to buy that additional stuff, by the way. Um, but that's what I did. Uh, yeah. That, I that did. really killed my bank account because you got to buy it for both the Wii U and then on the 3DS. So I was like, yep. man, this is killing me. What? Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't just get one and then it was for both. You, there was a deal where you paid a little bit more for both. But yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Um, that's for later, man. That's, that's another. But it was characters you can use as well. It was like, it was Cloud from Final Fantasy and Bayonetta and Ryu from Street Fighter. It's like, I've got to pe I've got to have <laughs> yeah, Ryu. I've yeah, got to have Cloud. I can't I'd pay for Bayonetta, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, Bayonetta. <laughs> I don't want Rayu. I want Rayu. Ken's in a new one. Yeah. Ken Isn't oh, Bayonetta yeah. banned from like the professional, professional? No, I don't think there's any characters banned for that. But I know on the on Brawl, in Brawl tournaments they ban Meta Knight. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, because he can yeah. like fly around the whole time, can Yeah, he's honestly pretty broken in the game. <laughs> Um, I always thought Bayonetta seems like really overpowered, but that's that, that goes with the character. The games are just so bombastic and ridiculous and over the top. But yeah. for multiplayer, like if I if I've been playing like local multiplayer, I'll be like, don't don't choose Bayonetta. Hot <laughs> <laughs> job, it's a hot job. But um, but I just watched the uh, the direct just before yeah. starting this podcast. Yeah. Um, Sakurai, we do not deserve that guy. He is just a tank. That guy, yeah. a, like, he puts his whole soul into those games. Yeah, and why? I was just about to say, why is it that that guy <laughs> looks younger than me and he's older? Like, what? Healthy living, man. Uh, that's something. He wins at work. That's he looks. His, that's his life. He looks younger now than he did back in the early nineties. 
Yes! <laughs> there was a picture of him when he was releasing the very first um, Super Smash uh, Brothers, well, the Smash Brothers game. And then they showed a, a picture of the most recent picture. He looks younger now. That's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did you guys end up uh, coming up with a uh, contender for Game of the Year there? What the show? I think it's I. I don't. Oh, I guess it's not controversial. But every person I talk to about Red Dead, every single person has been like, uh, I don't know yet. Like I don't know. It's kind of, like I don't have time to play it, or yeah. like it's kind of slow, or the controls are clunky. So I don't know if it's gonna be. We'll see if it'll be game of the year. But like I remember when Grand Theft Auto came out, everybody loved it, and there was no questioning. There was yeah, no one on the won. fence. Like, but like everybody I know that has um, Red Dead is just like on the fence. So it's just like I've heard so many that... people say the controls are broken or the controls are frustrating. I, I literally saw people in my Twitter feed going, "I'm loving this game, but I'm quitting because the controls are frustrating me." Yeah. Just so much. I heard they do it. They did that on purpose though to make it like like you have to manually reload the gun and all this other stuff. So it's yeah. like so it's like realistic. I don't really. But it's. I'm loving seeing the Twitter feed of all these. Um... I guess you could call them Red Dead Redemption 2 fail videos where they get off their horse yeah. and then they punch the horse by accident. Oh, no, oh. sorry, horsey. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the horse comes out and kicks him. And <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, I haven't actually played Red Dead 2, to be honest. So. No, it's too yeah, early days. Too early days. It's still early, yeah. I think, yeah, Smash is there for me. Um, I think Smash will be good, yeah. Yeah, yeah Smash is... I can't wait to actually get my hands in it and yeah. play it. But I've, I've played the unreleased version of it, and it's really good so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, new, I haven't played a lot of new games. Like, Mario Party, Super Mario Party has been fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Smash, like, that's the only game I've been looking forward to, and I've been looking forward to that all year. I think Mario I'm Party is actually the first decent Mario Party game in a long time because I bought all of them because I like to support Nintendo, but the one on the Wii U was just—it was terrible. It was, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the same like with the, 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 the tennis games. I got Ultra Smash on the Wii U. It was awful. Oh, they phoned that, yeah, the they phone that one in. Yeah. <laughs> How's Aces? Is Aces good? Which you one? Is what good? Sorry. Yes. Like the tennis one? Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I was saying the, the, the Switch one is, is just a lot more fully featured than the Wii U one. The, if the Wii U one, I love the Wii U, it's one of my favorite consoles, there's great games on it, but by the, by the end of the life, yeah. it got yeah. to the point where like Nintendo knew, no one's going to buy this anyway, we're not going to put any money into it. So if yeah. you buy it, Ultra Smash was like a full price game, it was like a £50 game, and it's yeah. so bare bones, there's almost nothing to it, there's yeah. no career mode, there's no story mode, there's... It's, Nothing. Would you would you say Ace is, is worth the sixty dollars or pounds or whatever it is? Um, full price. Would you say it's worth it? Because I was if, on the fence about buying. Ever enjoy if you've ever enjoyed a tennis game, a, a Mario tennis game before, it's yeah. probably the best one there is. And certainly for like couch multiplayer, it's amazing. It's just so much fun <laughs> okay. to get some mates around and have a pizza and a beer and. So yeah, but it, I, I think it depends how much you're going to play it in multiplayer. In single player, there is content there, yeah. um, and it's a lot better than the Wii U one, but honestly, I'd have been happier at kind of 25 to 30 price point rather than the yeah, full 50 that's what, right, right. Like, or, Yeah, exactly. Okay. It, it feels like even though it, it's a good game, it shouldn't be the same price as something like Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. Right. There's no, much more no way. Yeah, that's, that's right. Right. No, no, no. And since, so I do have my personal game of the year, but it, it didn't come out this year, and it might be a little bit controversial. Can I say? Yeah, you yeah, want to go there? Yeah, do it. 
Let's hype I can't up. wait for the I can't wait for the comment section. <laughs> Angry Birds too. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I play that game every day for at least an hour. Games. What? I got all the boards. I'm like in this double and something cup every week. I can't stop playing. All right, all right. What? What year did the first Angry Birds come out? What year did the iPhone come out? Oh. Yeah, no, that, oh, sounds, hey. that, that sounds fair. About 2007 or 8, thereabouts. Look at our content! There's new levels every, like, two weeks! It's yeah. insane! I, actually, I remember when my niece and nephew visited uh, here from Japan, and that that's all they wanted to do was grab the phone to play Angry Birds. And, um... Yeah. So I accommodated, of course, and I jacked the, the phone up to the car stereo sound and put it up absolute maximum sound the, the looks I was getting from old people walking past. <laughs> <laughs> and that just well, shot the yeah. audio, that. <laughs> um, I love that game. Oh, okay. All right. Nah, it was I, amazing. I, I don't think you're going to get too many votes supporting you on that one, but still. It's <laughs> free. <laughs> I got so much free content on that game, it's nuts. I, I love the Angry Birds Star I'm a big Star Wars fan anyway, but I really got into the Angry Birds Star Wars 1 and 2. They That's were a good really one too, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the little <laughs> yellow bird where you can shoot the blaster. Yeah, the I even bought the I even bought kind of semi full price actual console versions rather than just having it on your phone. You could buy like a yeah, PlayStation cool. version and then a Wii U version. I actually bought them just to have them in a box, but I've not played two yet. On your recommendation, I will play too. Two so good, download. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> I've, only played, I've only played the old um, Angry Birds when it on the phone. I actually only played the original. Yeah. Okay. Same here. I'm with you. Two expands. Exponent. It's awesome. More birds. Okay. Uh, yeah. More birds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's cool. hats. There's power ups. Okay. There's so much. There's okay. tournaments the every week. It's Did you watch the movie? Right. I've never oh, seen that movie. Oh, that movie. What looks like horrible movie. Oh, Terrible. No. Nah, they, yeah, nah. You guys saw it? I've watched I bits watched of it. it. Uh, Dom saw I it. Is it good? Yeah. I watched it on a flight. It was um, a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> really not good. Yeah, don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, this next question is actually one that got a lot of feedback and uh, input on uh, Twitter. So I put a question out, uh, a vote actually, on are games too expensive in 2018? The premise for this question is that when I was working at the Gamesman, uh, where video games are our game, <laughs> um, they had new... That was their slogan. Um, they only have games pretty much but anyways all right uh, well okay so they uh, you would class them as a mum pa style type shop but okay. but they've been in it from the very beginning so they've got commercials that go right back to the Atari 2600 era and uh, they oh, started okay. in 1982 nice. and they're still in business today so um, and I was working oh. there in about 95 94 95 thereabouts so but and the, do you still support them and buy your games there uh, I haven't been there for a while, I must add. <laughs> I, I live in Sydney myself. I've never actually been in one, so. 
There is only one store. There is only one store. Um, but I bought this cap there, so there's that. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, but what I was going to say is that the games that were being released when I was working there, so for example, a new release, Micro Machines 2 on Mega Drive, it was around about the $90, $100 mark for that. Australian dollars, okay? Oh, okay. that's confusing. Australian dollars. So, what is okay. that US? It's like, um. A hondo? <laughs> about 70. 70, about 60 or 70. Uh, okay. Okay. So, fast forward to 2018, a new release is still around. A, well, okay. Red Dead Redemption 2, you can get that for 79 uh, at Big W. Big W, which is kind of like your Walmart in America. Um, and that is a, a first class game with 200 hours of gameplay available to you. Yeah. Yes, you don't get the DLC, I get that, and that's been one of the biggest argument points that people have come in at me with. Oh, but when you buy a game these days, you're not getting the full product. But a full product game these days is way, way more than what you used to get back in yeah. the 90s. So yeah, I, yeah. okay, rather than me putting my, my points forward as to are video games too expensive or not in 2018? I'd like to see who he has got uh, an opinion on. Are they yes or no? Are they too expensive? And if so, why? Why not? Or why? Why? Okay. I I I I, unlike, I feel I, I play a lot of uh, indie games, so like a lot of times indie games are like cheaper. Like I just bought that. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it like uh, Into the Breach. That's gonna be a face. But that game was like <laughs> that game's fourteen dollars everywhere. And then on Switch, of course, it's twenty nine bucks. Yeah, and, Switch. Uh, this other game, Binding of Isaac, I think that was fifteen bucks on uh, the Switch. So like, smaller companies are making. I kind of respect that smaller companies are a little bit cheaper. But um, yeah. So I don't, yeah. For what what it's worth. But, yeah. And we have so much more in the way of options now, like compared yeah. to that. Agreed. Um, so. What are you getting a two hundred dollar or you getting a two hundred hour game for fifteen bucks? I yeah. like them. I play them for a long time. Right, but like you pay less to get less, right? You're not you're not getting the triple A graphics and stuff, yeah. Yeah. But the story's there and the the thinking and the puzzles are there. Super Meat Boy. Look at Super Meat Boy. That game was like twelve bucks or fifteen bucks. New? Yeah. When it was brand new, it was uh, it was twenty nine. Okay. But it wasn't sixty, so it's like you get a lot of gameplay out of it. I have. You maybe not, but I have. Thirty seems to be for Meat Boy. I do find some indie games. I do find some indie games to be like better than some AAA releases, though. Yeah. Got any examples? Got any examples? Um. So examples. Um. Cuphead. Easily. Oh, Cuphead. 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 Easily. Easily that compared to. That that have to be the king of indies at the moment. That game. That be a AAA. I really like. I really like like Meat Boy as well. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, that's a really good game. It's pretty. It's really. Not easy though. Yeah, later on it gets rough. Yeah, yeah, we abandoned our let's play for. <laughs> we did. <laughs> you left that in the pile of shame. Yeah. Uh, Sam, anyway. what about yourself? I, I can see, I, I can totally see the argument that games are very expensive nowadays, especially with things like season passes and DLC, and you can pay loads. Um, but from a perspective of a AAA game, um, I'm just aware that how many hundreds of people it takes to make yeah. those games yeah. and they all have to be paid a wage and they're all working unpaid overtime and everything else so in a way uh if you think of the games in the 80s and 90s when you know i was growing up um 
it, they, some of them, some of the most famous games only had maybe one developer. Mm. There, there might be one programmer, one guy doing the graphics, one guy doing the music. That was it. And that was a game. Um, so it was a lot easier to make your money back, I suppose. Um, and uh, but I, I do feel that some games are too expensive. And I, I must admit, a lot of the time, like I'll go, oh, I'll hold off on that and I'll buy it later on when it's when it's reduced or I'll get it on a Steam sale or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do with Nintendo. I like to try and support them, and with Sega, I like to try and support them because I've got some kind of retro kind of nostalgia. I feel like I owe them Why? something, so Why? I still buy their things. Yeah. But I was thinking about this. The, the one kind of interesting perspective that I can bring, being the only guy from the UK, um, in the eighties and nineties, there, there was a kind of there was a real dichotomy of. Um, the 16-bit games like the Mega Drive and the SNES games, some of them were really expensive, like Virtua Racing launched at £100, Donkey Kong Country yes. launched at £80, <laughs> um, uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo launched at £70, and the reason for that was because of either the extra chips in there, uh, Star Fox was expensive as well, because yeah. the extra chips in the cartridge, or because of just how much uh, memory was on there, the more megabytes were in the cartridge, the more expensive <laughs> the it was. Um, and they were horrendously expensive. Um, but at the opposite end of the Spectrum, um, we, we literally had things like the Spectrum, the Amstrad, the Commodore 64, where in the UK, the number one selling games on the charts were regularly 199 or 299 budget games being made by British developers, but getting good reviews and ending up being the number one best selling games. Like we had a whole series of games, Dizzy, um, who I don't yeah. know if you guys got, uh, he was eventually ported to the to Mega the Drive. NES and and Mega Drive, but um, on the it originally started off as a as one ninety nine and two ninety nine games. Are you um, talking? And of course, people didn't even necessarily. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, uh, Joe. One pound. People didn't even pay that though because one person would buy a game and it was on cassette, and oh. then you'd copy that cassette between all your <laughs> friends. And then, when, and then when it switched to the 16-bit thing with the Amiga, um, again, everybody, like, the more people had an Amiga than had a Mega Drive or a SNES, and they would just pirate the games and just buy floppy disks and copy them. So you had this, this dichotomy of, like, if you wanted to sell a game on the Amiga, if you were developing one, you had to make it cheap. Oh. Um, you know? And what, it's one of the reasons why the NES failed over here is because it, it launched late, and when, like, it literally came out in like 1990. They were trying to sell Super Mario Brothers 3 at the same time as Super Mario World in the shops. They were released the same year. Um, and <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 would have cost you 50 pounds. And when at the time people were pirating games and, and you could buy a brand new legitimate game for, for two pounds, no one was going to pay 50 pounds for, for Super Mario 3. And I, I was saying to Brian earlier, it was actually Sonic that was technically so much more impressive that it made people go, Oh, do you know what? I couldn't play that on my Spectrum. I couldn't play that on. So, so many people bought a console for, for Sonic, and so many people bought a SNES to play uh, Street Fighter 2. Nobody bought a Street Fighter. Nobody bought a SNES before Street Fighter 2, and nobody bought a Mega Drive before wow. Sonic. Oh wow! Interesting. Um, I, I got so yeah, you have to. Think these games were really I, I, cheap and I, really expensive at the same time. I've got something to add to that too. Uh, my example mm -hmm. of uh, prices of new 
games, Mega Drive games in particular, um, and you know, would have been the same for the Super Nintendo. Although I remember from memory that the Super Nintendo games were just a little bit more expensive here. Um, but we'll call it say ninety dollars uh, back in nineteen ninety four. Um, if you were to adjust that amount for inflation, it is a hundred and fifty two dollars in Australian dollars by today's yeah. standards. So that gives you a true reflection of how pricey games were. Plus, you got other aspects involved as how much were, how much was the average person earning back then? What were, yeah. what was the uh, expenditures on bills back then like compared to now? Um, I, I don't know. I, I just can't help but feel that my argument is that games are in fact cheaper, are more affordable today. However, they are on a more competitive um, play, yeah. uh, play field than, or platform than it was back then. Um, it was easy yeah. to get the attention of gamers back in 94 compared to now in 2018. Um, There's so many options now. Yes, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I'm getting at. It's just, uh, and, and plus also, you've, I guess it's in hindsight, like um, NES was competing against the, the freeloaders who were playing the Amstrad who were copying the crap out of it. Um, yeah. And, and to a lesser degree now where people releasing console games are competing with uh, Steam sales and, and indie yeah. games that are out for almost nothing. Um, yep. It's, it's changed. And free games like Xbox Live Pass and stuff. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. free. Yeah, I get what you mean. Though. Yeah. Free and inverted commas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Is it worth mentioning too? Like, just different people are buying games now as well. Like, the people that grew up playing Nintendo are now grown up and had the money to spend on AAA games like God of War, Red Dead. Like, I don't know many kids buying those games or kids getting their parents to buy those games. Us, you know, and we make a living. Yeah. So one thing I would say uh, that's, that's interesting, not necessarily the price of games, but the price of games consoles has actually come down significantly. A if lot. you think about it in the 90s, yeah, absolutely. Like, the, the Saturn launched at £400, <laughs> which adjusted for inflation now is like £750, £800. Jesus! Um, and oh, the, uh, the CDI, I, I, I have a catalogue of... Uh, that Christmas when I got my Master System, I have a catalogue from that same year, and the CDI came out, and it was £500, which is over, well over £1,000 now. Um, and that didn't even include the uh, expansion to be able to play the video CDs. So you could pay you could pay a thousand pounds and still not be able to play video CDs on your video CD player. It's insane. <laughs> oh did you guys when that was around? Did you guys have a lot of other friends that had it too, or no? no. Was it just you guys? <laughs> no. That um, the, the only other console that I can compare with that would be the Neo Geo. I knew one person that had a Neo Geo. That was it. Um, yeah. And that that was like the most luxurious console that I can remember. It was released at the yeah. same, around about the same time as the Masters, uh, sorry, the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo were big. Yeah. It was arcade in your home, but man, the, for one, the cartridges were like Goliath size, bang, um, and the pricing yeah. matched too. Yeah. Um, the, the pricing of those things was at least two and a half or three times more expensive than the Sega Nintendo yeah. consoles. It's crazy. And I think if they've held their value, they're still expensive now. The AES yeah, yeah, is the yeah. one system that I don't collect for. I collect for every other system except the AES. I've got MVS carts, I've got literally arcade MVS carts, but not AES carts because it's just such a money sink that I was like, I can't justify it to myself, you know. 
And yeah. is it is it? Um, have you got a Neo Geo? Is, is it... Me? I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've got an MVS arcade machine. I've got a four-slot arcade machine, but I don't have an, AE, an AES. Okay. And, it, and the cartridges for those come in those boring brown boxes, right? There's no artwork or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a fail. But it was that wasn't the market. There wasn't the home market for that. They were being pushed to no. sh shop owners. Yeah. Yeah. And they're always really beat up as well because they just come from arcades. So, yeah. you know, they'll... Yeah. they'll they're always in terrible condition but it's obviously they're exactly the same game as the aes ones but they're just so much cheaper and of course now on switch you can get them for like six pounds a game or whatever and it's a decent decent emulation it's a decent decent port yeah, yeah. um yeah. i i i would have to say that there are okay so that vote i'll put the graphic up for the vote that i did um the uh the the vote was that no they're not more expensive now that that one but it was like pretty close it was like 60 percent got across the line and 40 percent of people said yes they are expensive so yeah i think that was a contentious and man there was a few people getting um pretty heated in the in the discussions on that one it's like okay calm down we're just talking here <laughs> in order to stop people getting heated it, it may be worth pointing out that yes they are but no they're not as expensive as they used, they used to be, and yes, they are better value now. But some people do take the mick with things like loot boxes, yeah. loot crates, has to be mentioned, grab bags and stuff in full price games. Yes, you can get a full fair. price game with a season pass, pay over a hundred pounds for your season pass, and still have to get loot boxes to get your content. That's that's taking the mick. Like stuff again. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but Battlefront Two was just Woo! awful when it came. It's yeah. terrible for that. Battlefront Two. Prime example yeah. of when a game is too expensive when you have to pay like twenty bucks to get Darth Vader in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lame. It's lame. Damn. Yeah. Pe pe people felt ripped off by things like that, and I think that's why it's such a contentious issue. That's why people get so angry about it. But it's just it's just people pushing it too far. Like EA pushed it too far. Now they're running it back again. So hopefully it will self police in the long run. Yeah. Because yeah. the internet doesn't let you get away with shit. <laughs> No, no, no. That, that, until a month later and it, it stops caring yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's actually a really good point <laughs> alright so this week uh, the Mega Drive or Genesis depending on which part of this silly world you're living in um, it celebrated its 30th anniversary it was released this week in Japan 30 years ago as the Mega Drive um, my memories of when it first was being announced was getting uh, really bad photocopied articles about this machine and I remember the first thing that stood out was two things. One, um, that there was a sequel to Space Harrier which was like my favourite arcade game at that time that was being announced and I remember getting super excited to be able to play a decent version of that in the home. Um, and I remember reading the article raving on about how crystal clear that speech was in the game when you get hit and then when you get up, get ready. And that, that really just... Uh, <laughs> It, it, you got to remember, yeah. this is in a time when when speech in a game meant get ready, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. um, and and the other thing that really stood out was the controller, uh, the kidney shaped controller, um, compared to the Square NES, Square Super so Mario. Comfortable to hold. Oh man, you don't get the the corners digging into your hands after yeah. hours of use, yeah. uh, and it just yeah. looks sleek. It, the the system itself looked like something out of Batman, is what I keep referring yeah. to. Um, it just looked. It looked high tech. It had a yes. uh, a headphone socket 
with volume control. That was something new back then. Uh, so this was like Sega saying, we are going to take uh, sound in the game and music in the game serious enough that you want to turn it up. That was the message yeah. that I was sending. So I, I have a question here. What do you think was the Mega Drive's finest moment in your books? Um, anyone want to kick off on that? Um, for me, back in the day, I used to play Sonic nonstop with my cousin watching me over my shoulder all the time. We I'd just be watching where we take turns back and forth. And then one day he got, I, I hadn't heard of it, but he got that little um, add-on thing that let, adds Knuckles to Sonic, that adds yeah. Knuckle into the game. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and then we were playing together and it was like crazy. It was crazy. Or it, it added Tails, I think, too. And he was we were playing as Tails, too, or something. And uh, I just remember that was like cool that we could play at the same time. That like changed my mind. I was like, what is this? This is pretty cool. That was almost like the first ever DLC. Because what happened was... <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah. Sonic 3, when they were programming Sonic 3, they basically, as far as I understand it, they had all these ideas and they made all these levels and then there wasn't enough space on the cartridge. Mm -hmm. So the full game of Sonic 3 is actually, if you get Sonic and & Knuckles and you plug Sonic 3 into it, that is actually the full version of Sonic 3 and you can play every level from start to That was the way they intended it to be released, yes. Yeah, that's how, that's how they intended it to be released. But again, going back to... Pro price it was really expensive like at the time i did have a mega drive but it would have cost me 50 pounds to get sonic 3 50 pounds to get sonic and knuckles <laughs> and i already had sonic 1 and 2 which i got second hand and i was like i can't justify spending 100 pounds on more sonic yeah whereas yeah. now i mean now i love that game it's amazing but at the time when i was a kid and i had limited pocket money i was like i could get 15 master system games for the price of that one mega drive game yeah so you know, <laughs> but it was crazy because it, it literally was kind of like the first ever DLC. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. What we can play together? It's only for cartridge anyway, like the first cartridge expansion yeah. pack. Yeah. So, so from a hardware point of view, the 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 pinnacle moment was Sonic Three. Um, having it so that you could plug in Sonic Three, uh, Sonic and Knuckles, and then Sonic Three on top creating well expanding on the game and changing the game as effect so that's your that would be your most pinnacle moment that's for mine. mega drive yeah 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 what about the mega cd or sega cd <laughs> does that anyone rate that uh, or? i'm i'm a huge unapologetic fan of both the mega cd and the 32x they were yes in a way they damaged sega a lot and they were way too expensive when they launched but there are games on the 32X which I will still happily play to this day, and there are many games on the Mega CD which I just could not live without. So for me, my Mega Drive, I, I don't really like the design of the Mega Drive 2. I like the Mega Drive 1, like you say, with this with the proper audio output. And the, um, but for me, my Mega Drive 1 is naked unless it's got a Mega CD 1 underneath <laughs> it with the tray that comes out, and the 32X on the top. And then- What about the karaoke? Yeah, I want one just for the sake that, of being cool and looking cool stuff on the side, but I'd never yeah, use it, yeah, so I've never... The karaoke, for those who don't know, uh, so you to for the Mega Drive to be in its fo uh, final form, so to speak, um, <laughs> it needed to have the Mega Drive 1, not going to go down to two, the, the two yeah. sitting up there, by the way. I only just picked up my first Genesis branded um, Mega Drive uh, just this year, so I was really glad to get that uh, from the States. Um, was the Mega Drive, the base one, 
uh, Mega CD, base one again underneath that, yeah. and 32X sitting on top. <laughs> like it's this high. Oh, yeah. And then the oh, one God. thing that eludes most collectors, including me, was the Japan only exclusive karaoke add on, which went on the side and made this machine huge. And you've got. <laughs> you've got a power outlet for the 32X, you've got a power outlet for the Mega Drive, <laughs> a power outlet for the Mega CD, oh and then you've got the karaoke with its own, that's four, and they're big chunky plugs, they're not just little, yeah. they're not just little yeah. plugs that take up one, one spot, yeah. and Sega had to actually release a um, dedicated yeah, they make their own power, power strip, power strip or power <laughs> board, which was spaced out with the word Sega across it. And that would allow you to plug in. <laughs> yeah. so oh, I actually had man. The I actually had the problem of having the Mega Drive, the Mega CD, and the 32X and needing all three power adapters. But a standard UK power strip, you couldn't put the three plugs next to each other because the plugs <laughs> were too big. So you actually had to have two power adapters separately, yeah. two strips. You couldn't just have one strip with three plugs. But in, two, in 2018, someone has come up with a solution and they have come up with one adapter which outputs, multi, to, yeah. Yeah, outputs to all. So, yeah, I kind of wish I had with, that with, back in the with 90s. The thing, um, he, he won't forgive me and, uh, if, I, if I don't mention this. The only person that I've ever met who has that karaoke thing is, um, is Damien McFerrin, who runs Nintendo Life and, and Push Square. Um, oh, and wow. he's a massive, okay. massive, yeah. he's a massive, massive Sega, Sega fan from back in the day. He actually, how he started in the industry running all these, uh, uh, websites is he used to just run fan websites for the old UK, uh, comics, uh, not comics, like games magazines, like, uh, Main games machines. master and mean machines yep. and super play and all these magazines. And he set up a website and then that website just grew. And now he's basically, I think he's co-owner of Nintendo life and push Square. It's amazing. But. And, and i got to give a super shout out to um, him because he, he uh, pushed one of my videos on that channel, uh, on that website, yeah. uh, my unboxing of Sonic Mania. Um, yeah. and, that, and that made my channel go boot. <laughs> so that, that was that was pretty he, cool. He's, he's a lovely guy, but he's also just so passionate about the gaming. He's like the best person to be working for, for those <laughs> websites because it's somebody who genuinely is a died-in-the-wall gamer, you know? Uh, any other key moments? Any other games that come to mind besides the Sonic uh, hardware? Virtual Racing. Yeah. Virtual Racing? Easily. In, in, it was amazing. Was, the first time yeah. I saw Virtual Racing on the Mega Drive, it was incredible. The only sad thing is that, like, three months later, it was completely eclipsed by the 32X game, which yeah. is just better well, in well, every well, way. Like, the, Mega, the base Mega Drive version of that game represents the Apex of what the hardware could do. Absolutely, yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. As stock hardware, that is the most impressive thing. And the SVP chip, you know, I, again, I'm a Nintendo fanboy as well as a Sega fanboy, but the SVP chip is just way more powerful oh, gotcha. than yeah. the Super X2 even. Um, it's just, it's a much better chip. So I, I wish I, it, I wish they'd have made more games with it rather than... It was just the one. It was just the one, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I paid uh, $199 for uh, Virtual Racing. Um, I've mentioned that on my podcast in the past, uh, and it's yeah. the most expensive game that I have ever bought. With no, the second most expensive game being Super Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo, and that was uh, also a $200 or near enough to $200 game. Um, yeah. Games in Australia back then were just incredibly expensive. So when I hear people going back to the other question, when I hear people complaining about the pricing of games in Australia, 
Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've, I've heard that game is more like ridiculously expensive in Australia in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the cartridges, the 16-bit cartridges in, in the UK were ridiculously expensive, very similar to, to the Australian ones. Um, I, I remember seeing, they were even on the, on the TV shows at the time, the UK TV shows about gaming, which we were very lucky to have actually, because I know a lot of places didn't. Um, but they, they would talk about how much cheaper the games were in America. They'd com compare the price of a Genesis game versus a Mega Drive game, and it was l literally <laughs> like half the price. Yeah. Half the price. Um, but, uh, yeah. Why? I, I, so I feel like we would be amiss if we jumped past the Mega Drive without mentioning A, uh, Streets of Rage, especially Streets of Rage 2 and the soundtrack. Uh, but also anything by Treasure, like Gunstar Heroes, Alien Soldier, Dynamite oh, yeah. Heady. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, just everything that Treasure have made is is amazing. Forgot about that game. Oh, yeah. Um, did you got? Did Joe? Did you have a, a game that you wanted to shout out or mention? I do. <laughs> we had Super Nintendo, right? My whole neighborhood was Super Nintendo. Genesis was not around. One dude had Genesis, and the only thing I remember that it had that Nintendo didn't. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo was Mortal Kombat and Blood. Yeah, and yeah. Literally, the only reason I wanted the Genesis was to rip <laughs> off people's faces with Sub Zero, and yeah. you know, rip out everyone's heart with Kano. And that was like that, that explains was a lot about you, Joe. That explains so much. <laughs> but um, Mortal Kombat Two on uh, Mortal Kombat Two is so much better on the SNES. Yes. And again, I, yeah. I'm a Sega fanboy, but but Mortal Kombat 2 on the SNES infinitely better than the Mega Drive. Was it green on SNES though? I think it was sweat. No, no sweat. on, on uh, Mortal Gray. Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 1, it was Mortal Kombat 2. It was completely uncensored. Uh, didn't even know the code. Most of like yeah. I, like also with like Doom, the port, the um 32x port and the SNES port. The 32x version of um Doom is a lot better than the SNES version, but the music is yeah. like. It is absolute rubbish, yes. <laughs> Although the SNES version has better music. Yeah, yeah I do like the SNES music of Doom, but the PSX yeah, version graphically and performance-wise is definitely one of the, the best. The frame rate and the resolution on, on the SNES Doom is, to me, it's unplayable. Um, yeah. I know yeah. some people love it and they have nostalgia for it, but for me, it's terrible. Whereas the 32X game, yeah, it is cut down from the PC one, but it's still very playable. I still... Just, just for kicks, I still play it every now and again just to show what the hardware can do and go, yeah. look, I'm playing Doom on a freaking Mega Drive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just find it really, um, oh, man, it just shows up how old I am now that that system is 30 years old. I still remember when it got announced or the first time I heard about it. Um, yeah, it's just hard to believe that it came out in 1988 in uh, Japan and it took... Yeah. It took two years, just about, before it got officially relaunched here. I got it before launch because I was just tired of waiting, and I got mine imported. Um, my, I had the original Japanese model, which I still, to this day, think is the best-looking model out of the three. Um, yeah. And it, it's just got that unique look about it with the purple uh, little strip, which the Genesis got as well, but the gold 16. The gold 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just blazing across the top. There's just like, get this in you uh, Nintendo that was like it's such a huge up yours to Nintendo at that time <laughs> yeah um, so um, I, I do I do want to quickly ask one quick question I know we've gone on quite a bit but I've got so much to go um, I, I've got a question here for Tom you the reason why I got you on the channel um, was one you asked but two um, you did a really cool video on the history of Sega World so I 
Uh, you never got the chance to go though, because you were too young. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I was on, like, I wasn't even born to like a week after it shot. So. Wow. That is. But he, you guys, if you haven't already watched it, there's a video that he's done, a documentary on uh, the life and death. I guess you could call it on Cedar yeah. Um To it in great depth. Um, yeah, it's, it's an excellent video. I, I went and watched it um, last week when I found out you were going to be on the. Uh, channel and, and and I went back and I watched it. It's, it was excellent, really good. I yeah, wish thanks. I could have gone there. I definitely, I, I definitely have improved video quality since then. But oh no, don't be ashamed of it at all, man. Um, I know, I know. It's yeah. a, it took me like six months to make that. So oh, wow. You could tell how much research had gone into it, and and the the script was excellent. It was really tight, and you just you'd obviously just gone into a real deep dive with information about it. I thought it was great. And please, guys, uh, do watch it because my video then gets automatically selected afterwards as an auto select <laughs> with the save, save Sonic and Sally statues video. It always seems to be those two videos tie into each other now. Um, so I uh, just what I'd mentioned that uh, that that was uh, one of the main reasons why I got Tom on here. Uh, also, uh, Sam, um, I was looking into uh, your channel and you guys, you do put some rather long extensive videos out there, some yeah. big editing going on in those. In those. Um, but another uh, thing that I only just found out today, this morning, that you were in Star Wars. Yeah. You yeah, even get um, live. Yeah, um, I actually in in this in the script I had nine lines, but in in the final in the final edit is only one. Um, I say uh, I'm in Rogue One and I play Torius Cord, whose handle is Blue Two. He's one of the is uh, uh, one of the Y Wing fighters. He fought in the Battle of Scarab, uh, which is interesting because even though it's a tiny character with Star Wars, they go into so much detail about everything. <laughs> and that character that I am now immortalized as playing. Uh, there's novels about that character, or there's novels with that character in, there's magazines, comics with wow. that character. Um, and I, I have my own I have my own Lego man. I have I have I have two of them here. I have I have a minifigure. Um this, right. this one is just a generic <laughs> This is a generic Y Wing fighter, which is I'm a Y Wing fighter, so that's my uniform. Um but this one I can say genuinely is me rather than just just a wiring fighter because it's in a set and the set is actually recreating the scene that i'm in and i've got my line in so i know <laughs> that lego man that's, that's awesome. me that is um, awesome just let the girl speak <laughs> oh my god i mean i mean i, I have the sonic one here, but that's about it i got, I got the sonic one they released <laughs> I, I should point out that, um, that, that how I because people will be wondering how did I get into Star Wars. I, I've been in. I started off in the music industry when I was 16, and then I slowly moved over to TV and film. And I've worked on like millions of films, well, hundreds of films. Um, I mostly do editing and VFX work, um, but I've I've done freelance contract work on and off for Disney ever since I was like 18, and I'm 36 now. So every now and again they'll throw me a bone and i get offered like yeah. oh come be on the latest marvel movie or whatever okay yeah. okay all right wow, okay with with, wow. with, star, with star wars it was it was amazing because they actually like i say i had nine lines in the script and they gave me my own trailer uh my, my trailer was right next to uh was right next to all the main actors and i had my own hair and makeup lady i i've starred in movies 
that are very low budget straight to DVD or straight to Netflix or straight to like basic cable at like three o'clock in the morning. Those kind of horror movies. Yeah. I've starred in those movies. And when I starred in movies, I didn't get my own trailer. But in Star Wars, one line and they gave me my own trailer. It's amazing. Play a sec. Play a sec. That's it. <laughs> All right. So we, this is the part of the video where we switch over now to uh, the Twitter uh, followers. And I put out a question to, uh, an offer, sorry, to people to throw in their questions. The responses, wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, some of them are special. <laughs> Morning, guys. Uh, just on my way to work. Uh, very, very much looking forward to the Synspaces show. So my question for the guys is, uh, which games console do you consider to be the worst ever? So big question. Look forward to hearing your answers. Cheers. Alright, yeah, so that was Maz Gaming. Uh, he's asking, what is the worst console? Go to town, guys. <laughs> I got one. I got it for... My dad got it for me for Christmas. And he, he surprised me with it, but it was a Virtual Boy. Yes! I was about to see that. My bleeding garbage. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah. Oh my god, and I had like two games for it. And I hate it. Tennis. What, tennis? And tennis, that's what I have. Yeah. Only one game. It was. Awful. I just get this picture of of, of um, <laughs> little Joe and his dad going. I oh, said, so "Do you like the present?" And you coming out with your eyes just bleeding. Yeah. It's like, great, oh, Dad. Going back, Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just play because I had to. Oh, this is so great, that thing. <laughs> I, I played virtual boy games on the emulator before, but I wonder what it'd be like to try it out in the actual console. I know. Stay away. You're not missing out. There are some good games on the Virtual Boy. The the, the Wario the Land. Warrior game. The Warrior game, pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, the Mario Clash is quite decent. Uh, there's a game called Jack Brothers, which is really expensive, but if you play it emulated, it's a really good game. Um, but it was just—it was such a flawed system from the start. It, was, yeah, it made no sense. I don't know what they were thinking, to be honest with you. I was reading the wiki and it said it was giving people eye problems too. I think objectively, yeah. like the worst game system would probably have to be the CDI. Like, I don't Ooh. like obviously the Nintendo games. <laughs> just, the Nintendo games on that—they're just laughably terrible. Yeah. Almost like, almost like liked ironically. Yeah, of how yeah, bad yeah, they yeah. are. Shitty Link games, right? With the like the bad animation. Yeah, yeah the, the Zelda ones yeah. are different. Other yeah, Zelda. And Hotel Mario. The, as Mar well. the, the, Mar the Hotel Mario. It's, it's definitely the best of the Nintendo games, but that's not saying much. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna get. Yeah. Quick, we're gonna oh, quick. I'm gonna quickly move on now to the second question. So uh, this one is from. Uh, Savage yeah. Gaming Show, so I'm going to quickly uh, cut to that. Hey, Sin Spaces, it's Savage here from the Savage Gaming Show. My question for you is, who is your favorite fighting game character? Yeah. Who's your favorite uh, what game character? Favorite fighting, fighting game, game character. character. So, um, Street Fighter, mm -hmm. King of Fighters, that sort of thing. So, who is your favorite character? Goro. <laughs> Goro, I want every MFR out there with Goro and MKX. That is all he plays. You're going down. When we play. It's like, no oh my god, Goro sense in even go. trying. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big animation guy. I, I studied animation with Don Bluth and, and, and Richard Williams, and, and I've done a little bit here and there. Um, and for me, the stop motion on Goro. I, I love yes. that. I just thought that was so cool that they went to the effort to stop motion. You know. Okay. <laughs> Tom. Um. Probably. I'm gonna go with my main Street Fighter, Zangief. Oh, okay. You like you like hugging people. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nine better than his uh, playability. Uh, for me, Raiden on Mortal Kombat. That character just kicked us when he first came out. 
Um, it yeah. was just such an epic character, like with the whole lightning and the eyes just light up, yeah. lit up. It was just such a powerful, con- uh, powerful character. Um, and we played like this is a true story. Uh, on our lunch breaks at the Sega Hotline, we'd go up to the local shops and we would all challenge each other on the local Mortal Kombat machine for a lunch break. That was yeah. something that actually <laughs> did happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So... Uh, I, I'm a huge fighting game guy, like you said. I've, I've, you know, I've got way more fighting games than is necessary. Um, <laughs> I, I really love SNK fighting games. I really love Capcom ones. Um, I'm really boring with Capcom though, in the sense that my main is is Ryu. It always has I been. I just always Ryu thought. I always thought the fireballs were so cool. Yes. The Hurricanes and the Hurricane Kick. I thought it was so and he's cool. Like, he's Dragon like Punch. iconic though too. He's like Ryu. Like, yeah. So you know, from. But it's, it's boring because it's it's the stock character. He's badass. But with Mortal Kombat, I just always really um, Mortal Kombat is objectively a worse game than Street Fighter from a technical standpoint. But I just <laughs> loved the fact that the characters were so mad. Mm, yeah. Mortal Kombat 2 is a lot better, but if you talk about the first Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter is, is infinitely, uh, technically a better game. But I loved the fact that the characters were so crazy. Um, and I. I for me, I, I really loved uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion. I just yeah. thought the design of both of them was awesome. <laughs> the they could freeze people, freeze the ground, throw the spear if it's Scorpion. Yeah. But he I hated Mortal Kombat, Kombat 3. Like, I hated Mortal Kombat 3 because they got, Scorpion wasn't in Mortal Kombat 3, and Sub-Zero, for some reason, isn't wearing a shirt, but he's got the yeah, beard bandage thing covering his nipples. I don't... What's going on with that? All right, we've got to move along, we've got to move along. We've got more questions to get through. So <laughs> this, this next question is from the Gaming Museo. Um, here we go. Question for my friend, Saint Spacey. <clears throat> um, question is for Samuel Pixels Limited, and I'm not really drunk, so I'm going to do it properly. <laughs> you were recently in Star Wars Rogue One, my friend, and a brilliant performance you did as well. But I would like to know, what is your favorite Star Wars game of all time and why? Cheers. Right after that very dramatic, uh, okay. very dramatic performance <laughs> there by the gaming muso. The, the, it, this is a question aimed at uh, Sam. Um, your favorite uh, Star Wars game of all time and why? Okay, uh, well, I mean, obviously you're, you're the host, but I, I feel like uh, this should be opened up to everybody because everyone's got to have an opinion on Star Wars games. There's so many of them. Um, but firstly, I just want to say Gaming Muso is a legend. I love him. And also Savage <laughs> Gaming Show is a really, really good friend of mine. And he's just such a good guy. He needs more subs. He's only got like 100 subs. He's yeah. just got there. And his his content is incredible. He needs, he needs more. Yeah. Um, as far as Star Wars games, um, hmm. There's so many that I love. I really love the trilogy of super games, yes. Super Star Wars, uh, Empire Strikes Back, um, Super Return of the Jedi. They were amazing. Um, just they made such good use of Mode 7 and everything else. I really it got into PC gaming in a, around about 94, 95. So the X-Wing and TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, they were like the closest thing to actually flying a real X-Wing. You know, you felt like you were in the game. They were so impressed. The 3D was so impressive and the storytelling was really good. Um, and I really also like all of the Star Wars uh, kind of RPGs and so Knights of the Old Republic and, and, and that whole series. I just, Ooh, yeah. I, I, I love them because when I was a kid, like I know like I'm saying, oh, I've worked on different Star Wars movies. I've worked with Disney. I've acted in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, whatever. When I was an eight year old kid, 
I watched those films on VHS over and over again, and I had the toys which I got like secondhand because we were poor, we couldn't afford them, but I got them secondhand from like cousins, and they were all falling apart and falling to bits. But I loved them, and I just played with them and obsessed over them. So Star Wars for me was such a big thing, but it was because. I loved the world, and I wanted to imagine being in that world. What would it be like to be there? Yeah. So I think that's why anything, any game that you can full on feel like you're in it. So like what, you, like with X-wing, you're flying an X-wing, or or an RPG where you can truly live live in the world. That's for me. That gets me every time. Although um, a friend of mine who who runs a, a retro gaming shop, uh, Tom from Super Tomato, he would kill me if I didn't mention the arcade machine, the original Atari. Arcade machine is was just an amazing experience for anybody who saw the cockpit machine yeah. the first yeah. time and got in it with the vector graphics. It was just an incredible experience. And me as a Sega fanboy, I would point out that the kind of updated version that Sega made on the Model One Star Wars Arcade, uh, which came out on the 32X as well, a uh, great game on 32X, but the 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 arcade game obviously is e even better. And really, that's like a modern or a mock modern version of it, it takes the vectors and puts them into polygons so i love it for that but gonna move on we've got a few more to go through wow i wasn't expecting Sorry. such a long uh, answer my favorite star wars game is star fox 64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or as we call it in the uk lilac wars oh no don't 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 or star wing <laughs> that was the other one Okay. Yeah, Star um, Wing on the Star Wing on the snares and Lilac Wars on the N64. Alright, so uh, the next question we have got is from Carbon Knights Gaming. Hey, Carbon. Hey there, invaders. It's Poseidon H2O here from Carbon Knights Gaming, and I have a quick question for the panel. What do you listen to when you're gaming? When the game soundtrack is so bad it makes your teeth hurt. I'll, I listen to anything depending on what kind of game it is, but. Uh, if you can be more specific, go ahead. If you can't, well, that's cool too. We'll uh, see you on the YouTubes, everybody. Uh, the general gist of that is, um, if a if a game soundtrack is so bad, what would you switch over to? What kind of soundtrack would you go to? Anyone? I like listening to Game Step on Spotify. So it's like uh, like eight bit dubstep. <laughs> also, that one. Playing uh, Mario Kart or Mortal Kombat sometimes—it's amazing. I, I'm going to kick in with this one. I never listen to anything else except what the game music is. So, uh, I, oh, really? Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I do the same as well. Even like, no, I well, we'll listen to the soundtrack. I, I, uh, even if it's yeah. really pitiful and bad, that's the way the game was designed. <laughs> I will make my ears bleed and listen to it but no i never switched yeah. out even the, the xbox uh, 360 had that feature um yeah i, I yeah. used to do it but oh, then yeah. it would cut out yeah. some of the sound effects and it would cut out some of them it, it would act up uh, a bit weird it wasn't acting the way it was the game was designed to be played so i would then switch back to just listening to the game itself uh, and I know there's a few people out there who also are like that too. They can't listen yeah. to um, any other soundtracks or any other noises or any disturbances. They want to be in on the game and in on the atmosphere that, as it was designed. Uh, Tom, what about you? You got a? Do, do you listen to yeah, other soundtracks? Same, same, um, I have the same view as yours because sometimes the bad soundtrack, it's part of the experience. That's, <laughs> my, that's my take on it. So if you're playing a shitty game and there's a shitty soundtrack, then just listen to the shitty soundtrack. Part of the game. Um, the only time I actually don't do that is when I'm playing some Doom 
ports like the A32X version, as you say, I swap it out for the PC. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, 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 no. This is for, from Top Loader. Um, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll just play it and let you react. Here we go. Spaces, thanks for the time limit on this, but you know what? I'm here right now, I've got my hat on, so obviously I'm going to ask the most obvious question. Who has the best hat selection out of all you motherfuckers sitting there? Hey, tell me, who's got game? Who's got game with their hat? Have you guys got game with your hat? Or you just got plain old hats? You got a hat like this one? Tell me, tell me, what's the answer to that? Can you answer that? Right now, here and now, can you answer that? Wait a minute, I'm going to have a drink. Look, she's a big one. Just like my hat. Big personality. Or is that just me? Maybe it's a bit of both. Who controls me? Maybe it's the hat? Maybe it's just me. Well, anyway, what was my question? Oh, yeah. Who has the best hat selection? So, here I am, asking the question. Who has the best hat selection out of all you motherfuckers? That's it. All of that rambling for one little tiny question. Peace out, homies. <laughs> uh, top loader, love your work. Um, but last night, you were really on the terps there, weren't you? Having a good one. Um, <laughs> I don't know, what's wrong with my game? What's wrong with my hat action? I've got... I don't go all, all fucked. Actually, hang on. Right. There we go. Yep, there we go. Yes. Is that is that right? <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on. Tom, show that again. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, so I just I just have this arm um, Mario Kart hat. Okay. What is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's legit. Uh, it's that's awesome. pretty cool. Um, yeah. That's the only gaming related hat I have. Oh, I got stacks there, but yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I think Top Loader really needs to. Um... I, that has really elevating this podcast. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna switch back. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, the Sonic cat's good. Yeah, I like that. No, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to the uh, regular hat. All right, so yeah, Top Loader contributing as always. We, uh, I forgot to put this in uh, when we were talking about uh, video games expensive. I actually got uh, an input from Cameron Hans. Um, I'll let him take it away. Hang on, here we go. EB Games, they really suck. Take a look at their prices, what the fuck? $99 for a brand new game. What are they thinking, aren't they insane? You know what I do to avoid that place? I go somewhere else, cause they're a disgrace. There's too much red, there's too much blue. I don't think they know what to do. I don't need no rewards card, I just want the game. Is that too hard? They don't have discounts on RRP. EB games are not for me. Whenever I go in, they look bored to tears. It's as if they haven't had fun for a million years. When they're having sales, it's far too long. Is it because there's something wrong? The last game I got there, you know, the guy at the counter said he didn't like Mario. What the heck are you doing working at a game store? I've had enough, don't want to deal with no more. <laughs> rip my, rip, rip my Man's headphones. Man's got buzz, buzz for days. Yeah. <laughs> um, killed it. I can't, I can't rap for nuts, and I starred in a rap video just recently. Yeah, so. that was not a match. You had to do your rap video. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Basically, he's he's rapping on about how much he hates EB Games and their pricing. Personally, <laughs> I've had some bargains from EB Games, so I can't really complain. But I, I, I don't know. I guess he's got a point there. I'm not really sure. Uh, is there? A, what about you, Tom? You'd know about EB Games here in Australia. You find them too expensive, or? Um, yeah, generally. I don't actually buy much games from there. It's either off Steam, off the eShop, or go to, like, Big W or something. Like, that's where I, that's where I get my Nintendo games from. Uh, only for, like, only for like pre-orders, I go to EB Games. But apart from that, no. 
Alright, I, I think we have gone on quite long enough uh, here, so we might wrap this up. Um, guys, this has been awesome. First episode of the Sid Spacey Show. Um, I'm going to just go to what the show, I just want to find out with you guys, what are you going to be featuring on your channel soon? Are we going to get uh, your set back? What's going on there? Yes, we are. It's coming back. It's going to be set up in my basement. So for those, for those who don't know, uh, someone sent in a bomb and blew it up. That's a true story. You got one piece of fan mail. And it was, it yeah. uh, so currently in the process of rebuilding. And you're currently playing uh, the Super Mario series. And you're also doing React to horror movies. That was the last couple of videos you did. Yeah, we got Halloween here in the Halloween. States. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween's big here. Man. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned. We're playing a lot of Switch coming yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's a normal craziness <laughs> soon. I promise. Yeah, I we, promise. We can't do the party game. The party games only work in the basement, so we got to get the basement work situated yeah. before we can do more like. It's hard games. to get sloppy. And again, for those who don't know, uh, there's a lot of pie throwing in their videos. Um, uh, yeah, pies in face. Although they're moving away from that, but. Legit. People, people come for the pie, come over there to your channel for the pies, but they stay for the gags. <laughs> that needs to be a new uh, slogan. Come for the pies, stay for the gags. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sam Pixels Limited, what do you got coming up on your channel? Okay, uh, so by the time this goes live, um, my uh, my Halloween special will finally be up there for this weekend, hey. um, which is uh, a deep dive that's got uh, my top Castlevania games, my top survival horror games and my top uh, master system spooky themed games um and in with all that is just a whole load of celebration stuff because it was a bit like a halloween party um then uh, after that i've got a special coming out with octavius kitten who is amazing and Yay. teddy rubskin from america who is hilarious um and uh people in the uk will know the funhouse twins uh from tv um we're all doing an episode together and that covers the games from 1988 to 1991 on the release of sonic um, and then finally, I'm making a Sonic documentary, which has so many YouTubers involved. We've got uh, Nostalgia Nerd, we've got uh, DJ Slopes, we've got Octavius Kitten, just uh, G to the next level. Just so many people, like 20 odd YouTubers from America, UK, Australia. And I think um, I'll be contributing to that too. Sorry, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. Spaces will be in it as well. I've invited him, so... Just got to send me the videos, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get on to that. Uh, and Tom, what do you got coming up on your channel? Are you working on any uh, documentaries? Um, at the moment, I have a Nintendo 64 flashback video I'm currently working on. And at the moment, I'm not really doing too much content because I've still got my HSC to finish up, um, which is just, uh, just five days left. And I've got two abandoned documentaries in development at the moment. I'm going to announce them on Twitter later. But at the moment, it's just, I've got three videos I work on. Um, the N64 video should be up around mid-November. Guys, can we just uh, take a moment to uh, comprehend what he's just said? That he is still in high school and he's putting content out like this. Uh, the, when, when I was his age, I was doing the Sega Times. And, and I was only just about one year off getting into working for Sega full time. So it just uh, puts it into perspective. Like, uh, yeah, like 
so much more we can expect from you uh, in the next couple yeah. of years, I'd reckon. <laughs> yeah. Um, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to end with something new for the uh, Since Spacey show. I'm going to pick one of you guys at random, and then we're out of here. Um, I'm going to pick... What the show? What the show? You guys have got to ask the next guest. I pick a random guest with your question. This is going to be called Press Continue. So we want you to uh, just ask the next random guest, because you don't know who they are, a random question. Random Gaming related? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Worst <laughs> game? Worst game of all time. Oh, worst game with the most hype. Oh, okay, most overhyped like game. Yeah. Right. Was, okay. What's what's the right, game? Two. So the press continue question from what the show will be the worst. Uh, sorry, the most overhyped game that disappointed. Yeah. 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 Done. All right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is a wrap, and um, I won't bother going on about what's coming up on my channel. You'll be seeing that soon enough, anyways. Uh, we are going to have to wrap it up. This has gone on way too long enough. My name has been Brian, and I've been gaming since Spaces. Thanks, guys. Since spaces.